What's up and welcome in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. On today's episode, we got to talk about Charles Barkley throwing his weight behind the Bulls, having a great offseason and a playoff season up ahead. And then also on the back end of today's show, we're going to break down a great list of potential still available free agent ads for the Bulls to round out their roster that was done by none other than our guy, Rob Schaefer. So all of that ahead on today's Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. Let's go, y'all. Welcome into another Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That's Big Dave Watts. You can follow him him on Twitter at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And that text and voicemail line is always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans, at 331-979-1369. Big Dave, first thing, happy mm-hmm. birthday to one Patrick Williams. I feel like I almost wanted to put a sir in front of his name. Sir Patrick Williams. He's he's 20 now. He is no longer a teenager. Uh, all right. So for happy birthday to Patrick Williams. Hope you enjoy it wherever you are out there. Probably in a gym working on your game. I love you. Yes. Um, you know who you know who's definitely not a teenager anymore is Charles Barkley. Uh oh. he was on one of his regular appearances with uh Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 here in Chicago on Wednesday. A a interesting a interesting vote of support from Charles Barkley, who's usually pretty hard on the Bulls on those inside the NBA on TNT shows. Yeah. Who yeah. said this quote, I'll be totally shocked if they, the Bulls, don't make the playoffs. And I'm not just saying this. I think it's fair to say the Chicago Bulls have had the best offseason in the NBA. End yeah. quote. Big Dave. Yeah. Do you like the fact that the Bulls got a vote of confidence from Charles Barkley? Because I've I've also thought, like, you know what? You know what's not always great? Your your team being believed in by one Charles Barkley, because that dude is a jinxing cancer when it comes to picking teams. It's true. Uh if if he said the Chicago Bulls are gonna win the championship and they're my pick to win that, then I'd be concerned. But Portland <laughs> <laughs> So so I would be concerned with that. But him pointing out that the Bulls had the best offseason is in his opinion is it's sound logic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like honestly, it's it's not crazy, it's not far-fetched, like saying Portland's gonna win the championship. Like it's it's not out of the realm of of uh logic here. Like it makes complete sense. All the great moves that they made, they haven't had one misstep. The only misstep, you know, was the tampering. And that was done because you were trying to win. You know what I'm saying? So I don't find that to be a terrible misstep, but yeah, I agree with him, Matt. Like it's it's not like I don't disagree with him. He's right. Like the Bulls had an incredible offseason, man. And honestly, I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, who's had a better one? I mean, you can argue the Heat, of course. You can argue, you say got Kyle Lowry, you know, you went and got Victor Oladipo, PJ Tucker, you know what I'm saying? Um, um the one of the Morris twins, you know, they had a great offseason. You know what I'm saying? They added some guys, you know, to come in. But the Bulls it's different because of the hot trash ass that we were last year <laughs> and the year before that. So to completely revamp your roster, 
know what I'm saying? And to bring in guys who are all-stars, you know what I mean, and still can contribute to this team. And not guys who might be on the fringe of falling off, like DeMar DeRozan. I know he's in his 12th year, but if you look at those numbers, dude, he, he was incredible last year. You know, you look at Vooch's numbers, he was incredible last year. Uh, you look at Lonzo's numbers, he, he had arguably the best year of his career. So it's not coming off of injuries like Kyle Lowry and Victor Oladipo. And it's not, you know, more grown veterans like uh, Morris and P.J. Tucker who finally won the championship and might just be chilling. Like, those are still factors for them. That's not a factor here for us. Everybody we got is still viable and has chips on their shoulders, man. So, yeah, I completely agree with Charles on this. It's um, it's odd to hear this kind of stuff from Chuck because usually if the Bulls come up at all, yeah, he's he's cracking jokes at their expense. I, I think it was during All-Star Weekend, right? And they were doing some panel during All-Star Weekend. And as they were going to commercial, Chuck was like, well, this is the last time we'll be in Chicago. And somebody yeah, was like, well, yeah. why? And he was like, because the Bulls suck. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. like, yeah, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it is fair to say that, yeah, you should be shocked if this Bulls team doesn't make the playoffs. He's yeah. not wrong about that. And as far as, you know, which teams had the best off seasons in the NBA, there are some non-believers, plenty of the ESPN experts and NBA sure. journalists and reporters said, ah, they paid too much for DeRozan or, or, you know, even they paid too much for Lonzo or whatever it might be. I can't believe they gave up a pick for DeRozan. A lot of them said, ah, I don't like it. And then also, as we have already broken down to be false, at least in our opinions, saying they didn't like the fit of DeMar DeRozan in these pieces. Yes, yes. There are plenty of people who look at what the Bulls did and were like, hey, they made they made good moves to proactively get better right now. David Aldridge is someone whose NBA opinions I've always respected, and always, I've always yeah. read his work. Very Earlier this so. week, he put out a ranking of all 30 teams, worst offseason to best offseason. Bulls came in at number four. Number four. Behind only the Brooklyn Nets, who, you know, Patty Mills and a couple other role players, solid additions. But most importantly, you re-signed Kevin Durant. Boom. Most importantly, yeah. Similarly, yeah. he had the Clippers at number two, you know, added Bledsoe, got rid of Pat Bev, uh, you know. But most importantly, re-signed Kawhi Leonard when a lot of people were wondering if he was going to re-sign. Boom. And number one on his list was the Houston Rockets, who, at least by summer league, looked to have added three strong building blocks for their new generation with three first-round picks in the draft. Mm -hmm. Those were the only teams ranked ahead of the Bulls by David Aldridge. So it's it's wow. not like Chuck is alone in saying, hey, the Bulls have one of the best off-seasons, if not the best off-season, in the NBA. There are plenty of people who are taking the other side, but it's nice to see somebody who is as noteworthy as Charles Barkley. Yeah. And I know a lot of people say, when it, when it comes to breaking down the basketball, that, that Shaq and Chuck and those guys on that show – Maybe maybe the game has passed them by a little bit. Maybe they still think of the game in a frame of mind of the game that was when they played. Mm -hmm. That you know that's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. Chuck is Chuck. There yeah. aren't many people that have a bigger following when it comes to talking about the NBA than Charles freaking Barkley. And for him to come on and say that, it, it should make Bulls fans happy because we're not the butt of his jokes anymore. And is one thing you definitely know about Charles Barkley, Matt, is he's going to be honest about it. So when he tells you the Bulls are trash, like he's going to be vocal and honest about the Bulls being bad. So when it's something positive that happens, 
he's going to be vocal and honest about that. Now, like you said, the X's and O's breaking down the game and all that, that that's not what we're talking about right here. We're talking about him just looking at the talent, looking at the moves and evaluating it and seeing that. And he can do that because I trust Charles Barkley because he played the game and at an incredibly high level. Hello, dream team. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was really good. Like, please go watch some tape on Charles Barkley. Like, that dude was a monster. Please. Won an MVP during Jordan's prime. That's saying something, all right? So for him to even just say this and to say it like, dude, no, for real, I'm serious. Cause he and I like that part, Matt, because he was like, No, y'all know I be joking and I know I'll be cracking jokes on your team all the time. But I'm being for real when I say this, guys. Like, this team, you should be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs. You should be shocked if they don't make the playoffs because he's looking at and, and think about the players that they got. He actually spent time watching these players play because they were on teams that were on TNT often, right? You know what I mean? Like we're talking about Lonzo and we're talking about uh, DeMar DeRozan. They were on teams that actually were on television. So the Bulls weren't there at that point in time. So he actually saw them play and you know how good they are and you know what they can actually bring to your team, man. So yeah, I appreciate him saying this. Uh, of course, you, like you said, David Aldridge is somebody I truly respect, you know, not because he just has a phenomenal first name, but because he is just an incredible analyst and he knows always what he's talking about. He's a Hall of Famer, for God's sakes, when it comes to that. So, yeah, it's just good to hear all this positive, wonderful, logical uh, joy that they're spewing on the Chicago Bulls, man. Yeah, you know where David Aldridge had the Miami Heat's offseason? Where you have it? Four spots behind the Bulls. At oh, eight. Oh. Take that, Sorry. Miami. Sorry. I'm just uh, going to get the injuries. I'm <laughs> all right. We're going to spend the rest of today's show talking about the Bulls and what they might do to fill out their roster, which still, as of today, sits at 12 players and one two-way contract in Devon Dotson. Our friend Rob Schaefer just put out a great piece earlier today, breaking down all kinds of options by position. So we're going to go through that. Before we do that, Big Dave, would you like to tell our listeners and viewers about Sweat Block? Of course I would, Matt. And you know why? Because I sweat. It's what I do. I sweat it out. It's what I do, man. It drips and it falls on me. You know what I'm saying? Like rain. It looks like I'm standing in the cloud all the time sometimes. It's why I like staying inside. It's like why I like being around air conditioning. That's why I like working at NBC Sports Chicago when we were there because it was always Mm. cold in there. Mm. That's why I like it. But Sweat Block has came and said to me, yo, we got you. You want to stay dry. You want to be down with that. You need to get you some of these right here, man. Sweat Block. Doctor created, doctor work recommended. It works up to seven days per use. And my favorite thing about it, you get the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block does not keep you dry, you get your money back. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. You can wear what you want. It'll be your little secret Shh, for confidence. And you should take it with you in your toiletry bag, you know, when you're traveling around, man. Make sure you have some of this. So you're thinking to yourself, man, I'd like to get this, but I might not have all the finances in my hip pocket. Well, let me tell you right now, if you go to sweatblock.com and you use the promo code Locked On, you'll save 20% on this wonderful product. Save 20% on this, man. And... Look at what my man gave me on top of that. You'll get a gift also from the CEO. See the CEO? He wrote that. That's his name right there. There he is right there. You get that from the CEO, man. Get you an extra one. And you'll save 20%. So go to sweatblock.com. Do that. Sweatblock. Stay dry. 
All right, now we move to the Bulls roster, which today sits at 12 players after the official signings of Io DeSumo and Marco Simonovic, their previous two second-round draft picks. So the Bulls have three roster spots they can play with, or they can start the season with 14 on their roster instead of 15, because if they choose this option, they do have a $5 million trade exception from the Daniel Tice sign-and-trade away to Houston that they could potentially use an extra roster spot for a midseason trade or a pre-trade deadline trade where the Bulls take in two players and give out one, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they don't have to get to 15. They could choose to enter the season with 14. But that still means there's two spots left. Mm-hmm. One of those spots might end up being... Lowry marketing on a $9 million qualifying offer. I don't want to talk about Lowry right now. (laughs) There is no news other than the latest update, which was there is no update. Uh, (laughs) There's, there's the dipping sauce. There's the Lowry dipping sauce. So um, our, our great friend and and former colleague, Rob Schaefer with NBC sports Chicago put out this column uh, earlier today about some possible options that the Bulls could explore people who are still available on the now very minimal free agent market. And let's start with this one right here, Big Dave, because it's a name a lot of Bulls fans are talking about right now when you're talking about needing to beef up this Bulls front court and Mm -hmm. potentially some bigs that could do a little bit of rim protection. Paul Millsap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's old. He's not Mm -hmm. the all-star caliber player that he once was, but... You know, I I think he gave the Denver Nuggets some some solid minutes, and instead of and we'll we'll get to Lamarcus Aldridge in a little bit because he's on this list too. Mm-hmm. Aldridge doesn't give you anything on defense. Like mm-hmm. yeah, Paul Millsap is a little old, but I still think he can give you something on defense as well as chipping in some points off the bench. And I'm more concerned about buffing up our front court defense right now than I am about points. Have you looked at our starting five? We're good on scoring points. We need some defensive help, especially in the front court. That's why I I would not be opposed to this Paul Millsap option. What about you? Oh, I love it when you're in my brain, Matt. Absolutely, I would love Paul Millsap. He is my number one option uh, for all the wonderful reasons you just said. And, of course, for my own personal one, Matt, is why teams always need a goon. And when at the age he is at 36, and we know of Paul Millsap's career, he's been great his whole career. It's why he's still in the league at the age of 36. Um, what you what he can provide to you at this point in time is exactly what Matt said. On the offensive end, you're not looking for him to score 10 points. I'm not even looking for him to score six points. You give me about four points, maybe five on the game, and I'm cool. You know, you hit an open jump shot when it's there, cool. You get that, give me about four, five, six rebounds and a put back cool and you use all your fouls i'm good with all of that you know what i'm saying and there goes the bear thing one more there time goes. this is now this is a thing now it's a thing now man i love it man keep doing this i love this now <laughs> i love it so even with even with that you use all your fouls you know you get your rebounds you get your points that's cool on the defensive end is where he's going to come in super handy because as much as I like Patrick Williams and as big as he's gotten, he's still a tad undersized. I'm saying a tad undersized for the four position. You know who's not? Paul Millsap. <laughs> he's not undersized at all. That is a mountain of a human being with a co- he coming at you like this. You're going to feel it when he fouls you. So I want, I want that to – and I want him to be the tone setter, Matt, when teams see us before we even step on the court. They know they can't come in here and push us around. 
because we got an enforcer on our team. You know what I'm saying? They can't, it, it provides a great mindset, you know what I'm saying, for your team. And it sets a tone for your team that I kind of want, you know, a toughness aspect that you're going to need as it gets later on in the season. And especially when you get to the playoffs, you know, you're just going to need that. The Miami Heat know that, you know, it's why Unanis Haslam has been there for 85 years and is still sitting on the bench because just, he provides Just signed that. another one year. Guy's still just there. Right. He's still there, still doing stuff. Dude played two games and then his first one, he got ejected. So, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you want to provide. Like, I just want him to be that kind of goon for that. Plus, I also, also think uh, he has a lot of wisdom to impart on Patrick Williams and on Marco also because as far as being tough, you know, being strong and also, you know, how you going inside, getting those rebounds and also how to score in the post. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how to put the ball mm-hmm. into the basket on that tip. So I think he's a great fit and he's from Denver. He was he was on that team. So it's the AK tie right there. So I think he's honestly the best fit uh, for this team. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say, as you just mentioned, there is a, a tie with Arturis there and a vet with plenty of playoff experience, uh, you know, was on that Denver Nuggets team that just went all the way to the conference finals in the yes. bubble uh, a couple yes, years ago with the vote and for Millsap on his all, <laughs> yes, you know, and all of those Atlanta Hawks teams where he was playing at an all-star caliber level, and those Hawks teams were always in and around, threatening to make runs to the playoffs. You know, even yeah. you know, I went up against the Heat one one of those years, if I'm not mistaken, uh, mm-hmm. all the way to the conference finals. So, a vet, a good locker room vet, and a dude with playoff experience. Yet another guy you can add like DeMar DeRozan, you know, Caruso uh, to a lesser extent, guys who have been there where the Bulls are about to try to go, which is the playoffs. You need guys like that. All right, Big Dave, now let's let's shift. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this, but I just mentioned him earlier, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Who is is like Paul Millsap, also 36 years of age, Mm -hmm. but was basically after a very, very brief stint with the Brooklyn Nets. Right forced into retirement because of some kind of heart condition that his doctors discovered. And now people are talking about him maybe trying to make a comeback this season. I I would much rather just avoid that weird situation altogether. Obviously you wish, you know, LA the best. You hope that he is in good enough health. uh, And if he is in good enough health to play this season, great. Yeah. But I just don't know if that's a concern that, that I want to deal with when, there's so much positivity about this Bulls team that we're gearing up for a playoff run. And you know, what does he give you versus what do you risk of actually? So you sign this dude to a contract. Turns out he's not available. Yeah. And the signing is going to be important because whoever we sign, like I said, they're going to have a role on this team and it's mm-hmm. not just going to be on the bench. Like they're going to have to come in, you know, and, and seal some minutes because you never know, you know, about the foul trouble that might happen. So, there's a possibility the guy's going to have to give us some real minutes out there. But just on a basketball tip with LaMarcus Aldridge, you know what he can provide scoring-wise. Like Rob said in the article, even when he was um, with, the, with the Nets, he was averaging like 12 and 5. So, you know, in the, in the brief stint, he was there. So he will put the ball into the basket. We, we, we know that's what he does. That's what he's done his whole career. But at this point in time, which feels honestly really good to say, the Bulls don't really need scoring <laughs> right now. They, right. they really don't need it right now. Um, we have a lot of it. They got a lot of scoring in that starting lineup. Uh, like Matt said, even when Kobe White comes back, there's another score. Um, Marco can definitely score. Um, uh, Caruso can score. Like, even though he plays really good defense, he he scores the basketball. That's what mm-hmm. he does, why he dunks on people and shoots the three-point shot. 
at a really uh, solid percentage. So you got that covered. What you need is just more of the enforcer uh, that's in there. You know, the more guy on that defensive side of the ball, like you mentioned earlier, like you need that more so than his skill set. But some team definitely does need the skill set because, dude, just walking in the door, he's 10 points. Like, mm-hmm. like it's so it's simple for him like that. So I think he'll find his way onto a team. I just don't see the fit here uh, with the Bulls. I saw it when they drafted him and traded him for Tyrus Thomas. I saw the Come fit on. then. I saw it I mean, then. You can't knock the legendary Bulls career of Tyrus Thomas, Big Dave. Yes, I can. <laughs> I can and I will. We give we get because of who we gave up. I I mean I'm I'm not the first person to say this. There have been plenty of people who have brought this point up when it comes to the whole Lamarcus Aldridge for Tyrus Thomas disaster of a trade. If that doesn't happen and we have Lamarcus Aldridge in a Bulls jersey for those couple of years, yeah, we don't get Derrick Rose. True. All that is a factual thing, but I can still be upset at something that was boneheaded. <laughs> <laughs> Role reversal. Big Dave is still bitter about something that happened in the past of the Bulls organization. I'm, and I'm sitting here telling him to let it go. Man, they had it. They knew they needed a center that year. That's all I was screaming. was like, dude, we get the center. All we need is a center. And oh. We set. Oh, the Marcus Aldridge is right there. All right, bet. Let's get this up. Who? Okay. <laughs> but, the bounce, but the bounce of Tyrus Thomas, Big Dave. Uh, all right. We've got more names to get to on this list of potential round out roster spots. Uh, quick break first to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you in part by our great friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there is something out there for everyone? You just got to try a bunch of flavors and figure out which one's your favorite, like raspberry or mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, mm. cookies and cream, German mm. chocolate. If mm. you haven't tried all these flavors, you get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their nine always available OG flavors from Built.com. Oh, also... Just go to built.com and see what their rotating flavor of the week is. Because this week you can go and get the delicious raspberry cheesecake flavored built bar. Shut That's right. Feet. A chocolate coated protein bar that tastes like raspberry cheesecake. What wow. more could you want? <laughs> and not only wow. are these built bar flavors delicious, but they're healthy for you too. Every single built bar has either 17 or 18 grams of protein, but only 130 to 180 calories, just four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty. All good for you. So head to built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So after you go there, Matt, and you get that, and you're saying to yourself, you know what? I'm full. I'm not sweaty. Now I can go ahead and get into something. What do you want to get into? How about go ahead and spending some of that good old-fashioned money that you saved? Because you saved that money, you might as well put it on them some teams right here. Because guess what? It's that time of year, and all eyes are now turning to football teams as they are back on that gridiron to start the football season. So guess what that means? It means fantasy football, and it means it's time to go to bet online because that is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season get all the updated odds the props the contests including online's biggest half million dollar nfl mega contest and the world's not just the state not just no country the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar nfl survival 
contest. It's open now at Bet Online. Head to that website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and guess what you'll receive? A hundred percent welcome bonus. Not 15, 30, or 50, a hundred percent welcome bonus. So be sure to take advantage of it on the opening day, man. And use that super promo and make a bet on Thursday, September 9th at that opening game between that game between my guy Tom Brady and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. So from football, from basketball, I said basketball. From basketball. Football, <laughs> basketball. Basketball was my, my movie. Basketball. Too. Boxing. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all these great offers that they're going to have for this 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Use promo code locked on. Gambling is fun. All right, Big Dave. <laughs> Moving down this list, we have of potential ads for the Bulls and free agency. This name is definitely one that I would be in favor of. And as we've talked about the Bulls, perhaps lack of depth in the front court, the other position of need is that wing spot because clearly the Bulls have a lot of talent in their backcourt now with the offseason additions. So when you talk about the wing spot, obviously you're, you're going to assume DeMar DeRozan is going to play the bulk of minutes uh, at the three spot, certainly from the starting lineup. You might even see DeRozan play a little bit of small ball four because he did that yeah. with the Spurs, and those sure. were some pretty good lineups. And we also know that what does Billy Donovan like to do? He likes to play okay. three guard lineups. So, so you might see some DeRozan at the four. Maybe even some Pete up at the five. Anyway, other than that, you got Troy Brown Jr., who I think a lot of Bulls fans have kind of forgotten about this offseason because he only played a handful of games after the trade and then goes down with the ankle injury. I am still very much looking forward to seeing what Troy Brown Jr. could do this season, and I, I do believe he will be in Donovan's rotation to start the season. But beyond that, you know, what do you got? They did bring back Javante Green, who was the other piece of that tie trade with Boston. Yes. He's, you know, maybe can play some, some wing minutes. Mm-hmm. But James Ennis is mm. a name that Schaefer adds to this list. A journeyman, six foot six, three and D wing. I mean, he is like the prototype six six, three and D wing. Career yeah. thirty six three uh, three point shooter. Yeah, last mm. season with the with the Magic, forty three point three percent from downtown. And this dude yeah. plays perimeter defense. Those are all things you can always use more shooting, obviously, and you can also always use some quality caliber defensive wings that can guard a couple of different spots around the perimeter. I love the idea of adding James Ennis to this squad. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the Bulls might not be the only team potentially interested in his services. Any thoughts on Ennis, Big Dave? I think your guess is absolutely correct, uh, Matt. There'll definitely be other teams vying for the services of one James Ennis. Um, the fact that he also has a tie uh, with Vooch also intrigues me as well. So knowing that they played together for those, you know, number of years, because Vooch basically spent his whole career there. Mm-hmm. So they have they have a bond. You know what I'm saying? They know each other pretty well. So he knows kind of where he needs to be and where he can, you know, fit in on his team, you know, when they're out there on the floor together. They they'll know how to play together, which is always a good thing. Um, I'm glad you mentioned um Troy Brown Jr., because you're right. He's definitely a big factor in this, because he'll definitely be on the floor. Because we saw what he could do defensively. Like he he was awesome defensively. We want to I want to see more of it offensively now. Like I want to see what he can provide. Can he be that spot up shooter? Can he be that guy that creates his own shot? I we really don't know yet. 
But it's just the fact that we liked what we saw, and he's pretty young. So he has time to grow, and we actually have player development now. So we might get to see him grow and develop into something that we think is, you know, pretty good. But it does not hurt having this person on your team. It does not hurt having this. You saying he's 6'6 would shock me because I thought he was taller. I thought he was Mm -hmm. 6'8 because he plays bigger. You know, I like guys, again, I like people that know they're tall. And he plays bigger in, in, in the way he does his thing. So, and 43% shooting. Ooh, my goodness. Like, who couldn't use that? So, the youth is on his side, you know, at the age of 31, especially for the role that you need him for. The, it works, you know what I'm saying, at that age of 31. It works perfectly because you're not asking him to be your starter. You're not putting anything on him. He'll be great coming off the bench for the Bulls, but they'll definitely be in a bidding war <laughs> for his mm-hmm. service man, because they're not the only ones who see, you know, where he fits on their team. So it should be interesting to watch. Uh, the other thing that he can give you is is some solid rebounding from that wing spot, um, mm-hmm. despite averaging just uh, 24 minutes per game uh, with Orlando last year four rebounds a game like you know and I, I know that doesn't sound like much but yeah I mean winning the boards still matters on a nightly basis the Man. Bulls as a team were okay definitely not great on the glass last offseason and mm-hmm. um you know when it comes to some questions about this Bulls team defensively and how skilled they will be defensively one of the ways that you can minimize the weaknesses of the talent of your roster on the defensive end do work on the boards. Do mm-hmm. not give your opponents second chance points and second chance scoring opportunities every night, dozens of times a night. You get the stop. The stop is completed when you get that defensive board. And I think Ennis has always been an underrated rebounder uh, for a dude his size who plays his position. Mm-hmm. So there, there's another uh, vote in, in in his favor. I got to mention, so at each position, uh, our, our pal Rob gave his pick for this guy could definitely work at this position. And then sort of like others receiving votes, like these guys are also out there still available at this position could be interesting and worth a look in the category of wings. Wings. Wesley Matthews, Uh always a solid player. Justin Jackson. I'm a little less keen on that idea. I got to drag Rob because in the other wings category, he had the the audacity to list one Venzel Dallantine. (laughs) Why, Rob? Why even put that man's name anywhere near this team? Why, Rob? Why, why? We were rooting for you. (laughs) We were all rooting for you. Oh, yeah, I don't even want to speak You blew it! (laughs) You know... (laughs) You know, it's funny. I actually just spent some of my morning talking about Denzel Valentine because my brother didn't know that Denzel Valentine had an album out. And I was like, yeah, he's got an album. And he's, and I was like, no, I heard it. And it's not good. And I said, and then I told him the sloppy like Joe line and he fell out. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, that's terrible. <laughs> and he was like, that's the, that's not good. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's not good. He's not really good at it. Um, But... I do like one name that he did mention, which was uh, J.J. Redick. Um, I like his fit here for the team. I think that would be a, a solid fit for him because I like – I think I'm a little biased on my wings. I like my wings to be to be able to shoot threes. <laughs> like, like, that's what I like. You know, when it comes mm-hmm. to wing help, I like when they be able to shoot threes when they're coming off the bench, I mean. Not when they're starting. When they're starting, 
you're obviously starting because you do something really incredibly well. So even if you don't shoot threes when you're starting, I'm okay with that because that must mean you're a mid-range monster. DeMar DeRozan! So that must mean you're something like that. But when you're coming off the bench, I like for you to provide something that the starter doesn't have. And one of those things for me is always three-point shooting because that's a great equalizer. So that's why I like Ennis and... I'm sure that's why he mentioned your boy Denzel and, and things like that well, for for that reason. But yeah, I like JJ Reddick um, as that. I don't want Wesley Matthews. Uh, I'm not high on him. And my man, John Sabine, our guy definitely talked me out of Wesley Matthews for the, for the years that I've known him. John does not like right Wesley out. Matthews. Yeah. He has talked me right out of Wesley Matthews. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't want to see it. And just watching what Wesley Matthews on the floor, like, John's right. Like, man, dude, when he's cold, he is cold. He is frigid when, when he's – and if he's not doing that, what else can he really provide, you know, for your team? At least I know J.J. Redick, if he's cold, he he still has a nice, really high basketball IQ um, yeah. that he can go out there, you know, and still get in the way of things and, you know, still put that effort, you know what I'm saying, that try-hard stuff. You know, that that's where that, that's where that grit stuff comes into play. And he, I think he has that, uh, JJ Reddick. So yeah, I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind him. And yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind him. <laughs> the the other bonus with Reddick is you get a guy who's very much so a a a man of the people as far as athletes go. He's got a podcast. Yeah. He's very. He seems very available. Also, yeah. somebody as as we heard from him in the whole Pelicans debacle and whatnot, and. Like a guy who's not afraid to speak his mind about yeah. the goings on of the league, and yeah. certainly somebody who would, if if he came in and said, "Hey, this Bulls organization, these guys are running things the right way, doing things the right way," I think JJ Redick choosing to come to Chicago would, it, like DeRozan, like Lonzo, like all these players that wanted to be here, would speak volumes because he's definitely yeah. a well-respected veteran around the league. Um, Another name that Rob threw out there as far as like combo guards and wings and to add some shooting punch is a guy who I think can rival Giannis in the competition of who's which NBA player's last name is the most difficult to spell. Okay. Svee Mikhailuk, who spent <laughs> last year between Detroit and OKC, uh, uh, came to OKC in a trade. The Thunder rescinded his qualifying offer, so he is an unrestricted free agent, uh, shot 40% from downtown for the Pistons last season when he went to OKC in the trade his three-point shooting slumped a little bit only shot 33 and a half percent uh in a Thunder jersey but mm -hmm. a six foot seven dude who is going to give you somewhere between 35 and 40 percent from downtown not not a not not a bad option as sort of like a bench stash mm -hmm. but I mean come on like I, I don't know about you Big Dave I can spell Giannis's last name Antetokounmpo Antetokounmpo off the top of my head. I've taught myself how to do that. It's just like Stop. a little thing in my brain. Okay, yeah. now you got to do it. No, you can't say that and, and then not do it. Like, you have to do this now. Please fail Giannis Antetokounmpo. A-N-T-E-T-O-K-O-U-N-M-P-O. Antetokounmpo. T-O-K-O-U-N-M-P-O. Am I right? All right. <laughs> all right young pack See, the man's an mvp so you learn how to spell that man's name if you work in this business you learn how to spell that man's name you know who's not an mvp svee mckaylick <laughs> let me tell you what i i took one look at this dude's last name and said how what 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 
Because I've you know, I've heard it said in broadcast, but I, I don't think I've ever actually looked at his oh, last name. M M Y K H A I L I U K Michaelic. M O U S. That's that's a doozy. That's 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 out there. I would pass on this person. Uh, Just so we don't, don't have to learn how to spell his name. Well, <laughs> if, if he's a if he signs with the Bulls, then you have to learn how to spell his name. True, but it's it's the fact that you when you use the word stash. Um, I don't, I don't want a stash player like just take them and you know send them down here because I kind of want guys to participate now, uh, in this and him being what twenty four years old and already will be what on his third team, and and he doesn't have a skill set that said I should be a starter. You know what I'm saying in this league and you're on your third team. I I don't know. I I I'm not ready to take that chance. I'm not saying he can't play in this league or anything like that. I'm just don't want a guy that we still have to kind of develop because I kind of need him now. You know what I mean? Like I want him to play some minutes. Yeah. Um, I, and, and actually it would be his fourth team because the Lakers drafted oh. him second round in 2018 <laughs> and he played uh, 39 games with the Lakers before they sent him to Detroit. Wow. Um, Four teams and he's 24. Yeah. Um, you know, I, eh. He did he did play 23 minutes per game for the Thunder, 17 and a half minutes per game for Detroit last season. So mm-hmm. it, it's not like a non-usable piece, but if you're talking about Detroit and OKC last season, it's like, dude, any any warm body off the street, those teams were like, Oh yeah, throw on a jersey and get out there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, are you warm? Right. <laughs> Is your blood running through your veins. Here's kind your of like Kind of like the March and April Bulls of 2018, 19, and 20. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have two different Samsons out there. Who? Who? Oh, man. I can't think of them without thinking of y'all, you and John, just talking me out <laughs> of calling that game. <laughs> but I'm like, guys, come on. We got to go through the game. Baby. Who is Sean Kilpatrick? <laughs> It's Walter Living Jr. Dave and Wayne Selden. What do we have? What do we have? We had two what now again? Sampsons. <laughs> we had Jakar Sampson and Brandon Sampson. Who's Brandon Sampson? <laughs> we had two Sampsons. We had two of them, man. Oh my God. Oh. I wish y'all were there to just, <laughs> just watch John and Matt talk me out of this. Like, I really do. Like, because I was man, like, come on. We got to go do this, man. Dave, it's the final yeah. four this weekend. <laughs> like, dude, don't, don't do this. Uh, all right. Yeah, Last all right. name on this list, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, potentially another addition to the defensive front court issue the Bulls appear to have right now. Uh-huh. Um, spent last season with Minnesota. Didn't play a ton of minutes for them, but uh, our friend Rob extrapolated his stats per 36. Per 36, 11.6 rebounds and almost four of those on the offensive glass. He's 6'9". He's got a 7'1 wingspan. What was I just talking about with James Ennis, Big Dave? Rebounding. Everybody says you can always use more shooting. True. I I still feel, and I maybe I, this is the Charles Barkley fan, the, the kid who grew up watching 90s basketball. Mm-hmm. I also think that you can't have enough dudes who can rebound the ball. Fair. Fair. I There's nothing I hate more than watching the Bulls get a stop and actually not getting a stop because they don't 
control the the defensive glass. It drives me crazy. And then on the other end, a player like Vanderbilt who can chip in and give you extra possessions on the offensive end, something that we saw our old pal Bobby Portis do for Milwaukee. How big was his offensive rebounding? Not just in that final series against Phoenix, but in their entire playoff run. They were huge momentum-swinging second possessions that Bobby gave the Bucs. That stuff cannot be overlooked. And if if you want to add not only some additional defensive rebounding, but somebody who can go out and get you maybe an extra possession or two every night because of the work they do on the offensive glass, we, we saw Daniel Tice do a little bit of that at the back mm-hmm. half of last season. He's gone now. Who's going to be the goon who crashes the offensive glass? Used to watch Daniel Gafford do that every night. We traded him away. You got to have a dude who's going to crash the offensive glass too. That would be a nice addition here from Jared Vanderbilt. That is a great sell. Did a great job selling that right there, man. Got to say, because I wasn't in on it until you just made those points. Um, I was looking at his age, the fact that he's 22. Uh, I li- I would like whoever they sign to be a veteran. Um, but that's a really excellent point <laughs> you made. And also looking at the teams he's played, he played for the Winnie City Bulls last year. Um, so they have a relationship there already with him. It would be interesting. Okay, I'm not I'm not against it. Six foot nine, you know, nice wingspan, can go grab you some boards. Cause as Matt so astutely pointed out, you can't win without the ball. So <laughs> you kind of gotta have that if you're gonna have a shooter, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. So he can fit that role. You're right, Matt. He fits that role of a really solid role player, the way you're saying it. Now, what what gave me pause was like I mentioned, the age that he's he's 22, which means to me he's still in development. And things, you know, he still got to go through stuff, which means he would go straight to the G League. Because looking at the teams he's played for, and after he got drafted by by Denver, and again, that's AK ties. After a- he got drafted, and, and, and what was he? An Arturis second round pick. Hello, pick. point Matthew Peck. And <laughs> after that, he he goes to the G League, and he, you know he's played with one, two, three. He's now on his fourth G League team, right right now. So. He's going through it, you know what I'm saying, at, at such a young age. But that does that, that can say a lot about his character, you know, and the type of person that he is, that he's still on that grind and doesn't look like he's going to stop anytime soon. So, yeah, like those things, you, you've talked me into that, Matt. I got to say, you talked me into that, and then the AK tie kind of puts it over. So, yeah, if they – yeah, you, you can use another rebounder and a goon on your team, of course. So, uh, you know, I just – I'm looking at this Bulls front court, man. And it's, you know, we got Booch, we got Marco, we got Tony Bradley. And I'm like, yeah. ah, give me another power forward, man. Give me another yeah. power forward. And again, one. one of these 13th or 14th spots might end up going to Lowry Markinen, but guess what? He doesn't do defend the interior or rebound. So he, he, he does not. Even anybody say, well, yeah, but we got Lowry back. So the front court depth, you know, whatever. If they do bring him back, he mm. doesn't really address that problem, does he? No, he doesn't. The other piece of important context here that, that Rob lays out. Because of the trade from Denver to Minnesota, Minnesota does own his uh, restricted rights, Vanderbilt's restricted rights. So they could match if the Bulls tried to, you know, steal him with a somewhat, you know, uh, modest offer. But Shafe mentions here, there could theoretically be room here for a double sign-in trade if Minnesota is still interested in Lowry Markkinen. So... Another interesting wrinkle to that whole uh, that whole piece, if the Bulls are indeed interested in Vanderbilt, 
could that be a scenario where they do get something for Lowry? Because, and, and we'll wrap up with this. I don't know if you read Casey Johnson's latest mailbag that came out earlier this week, Big Dave. Mm-hmm. He he gave a couple of updates on Lowry, and and one of them was, yeah, the Bulls have gotten offers in for right. sign and trades to get Lowry from at least four different teams, mm-hmm. but they still haven't seen an offer that they think is a, a good enough offer for them to hit the green button. Yep, let's exactly. do it. So that's where we are right now. The Bulls are holding out. They know they have leverage in this situation because yes. the market's completely dried up. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to end up getting a first-round pick for Lowry, which is what reportedly they are trying to get uh, to in, in a sign-and-trade that sends him away. It's, at this point, it seems not super likely. So if you can't get a first-rounder for him, but you can get a quality piece to add to your your roster's depth, maybe a back end of the rotation piece with a team that wants Lowry and who's willing to give up this guy who is restricted free agent of theirs, mm-hmm. maybe not not a waste of time to explore that possible avenue. It's not a waste of time to explore it, but Lowry's worth a little more than just that than a than a journey when than a journey. Right. He's worth a little bit more than that. I'm gonna want a little bit more. What's, this is why I love AK and Everly so much. It's the shrewdness of what they're doing. This is business 101. This is supply and demand. I got something you want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you going to give me to get it? Like, it, it's just that simple. And Lowry kind of painted himself into a corner, you know, saying, you know, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going. And they're like, uh, yeah, that's nice that you want to go. <laughs> uh, but if we don't get what we want, guess what, my friend? You're going to have to bring us a couple more cases of this right here because we're going to be down with you. So it, that, they, uh, they have themselves in a wonderful position because they basically hold the cards and they're like, we want a first round pick. Regardless of what we get, we want a first round pick for it. Lowry is worth the first round pick, in my opinion. Uh, uh, not a high one, <laughs> but he's worth a first round pick. So if they get a low first round pick from a contending team, because, again, this can still go down as the season goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're in no rush to do it. And within that time, Lowry can only help his case by playing well. You know what I'm saying? So, because even if he stays, let's say he stays, Matt. Let's say he just stays here. If he plays well, he's played himself back into money. You know what I'm saying? He's played himself mm-hmm. right back into some money right there. So, it would behoove him to, to try to be better and be good for this team. Because it can really help him in the long run. Because he kind of played himself. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to see him end up like Dennis Schroeder did. So he so if if he has to stay, if he does here, if he is here, I'm gonna need him to just not play himself and play to the best of his ability so he can increase his value uh with these teams that are looking at him. And so he can increase it, and that way it'll help him, and that way it will also help the Bulls. So you have to look at it like that, Lowry, because if they don't get what they want, I promise you, they're not just going to let you go just to let you go. <laughs> they ain't about that life, and which is what I like about it so mm-hmm. much. They right. don't care about your feelings. <laughs> they tried to get this team right, man. So, yeah. And guess what? How how many times did AK and Eversley's predecessors let players go for nothing? Yes, Matt. Yes. Over feelings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Over stuff like that. No. No. But I'm saying, listen, if you can get a first-round pick for Nico. You can get a first round pick for Lowry. That's that's how I feel about it. Well, so, I mean, did they really get a first round pick for Nico? Because what they got was what Chandler they Hutchinson. got is different, man. <laughs> that's a different conversation. 
conversation. You know what they pulled out. Who this offseason was involved in what what was it like a four team trade or whatever a giant trade where yeah. the team that got Chandler Hutchison just like he was just like an afterthought in the trade. Yes. It was like uh, take yeah. him and you don't need to give us anything. Just take right. this guy. <laughs> he was still making TikToks laughing at people. Like, One man's what? trash, Dave. One man's <laughs> One trash is now another man's trash. Like so. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Let's get out of oh, here before man. we go down the Chandler Hutchison rabbit hole. Oh, wow. um, thank you to our friend, uh, Rob Schaefer, for providing us with today's Rob, content. No. This was a great list. Go check it out if you haven't. Uh, it's up on Rob Schaefer's Twitter uh, and also, of course, on NBCSportsChicago.com. Some good names, some good food for thought there as we wait yeah. to see how the Bulls round out their 15 or 14 man roster for the upcoming season um thank you to today's sponsors big dave told you about sweat block and bet online i told you about built bar go check out all those offers uh and of course if you want to be part of the conversation hit us up you can follow us on twitter i'm at bulls underscore peck he is at foul b-a-w-l sports we are at locked on bulls and you can hit us up on that text voicemail line 331-979-1369 for my friend and co-host Big Dave, I am Matt. Thanks for listening, Bulls Nation. Until next time, see Red. Be good. Peace out. Denzel, Rob. Denzel. I like Joe.